Hello, dear friends. My little handful, handful of folks I know are out there drawing cards with me and having a listen. It's really nice for me to know that you're there and that we are a small handful together. I'm out in the forest. Hopefully you can hear me walking down the red road. Red cinder rock through the forest of green. We've just had several days of rain, so it is quite green indeed for this part of the world. Wonderful shades of green. I spent a great deal of my life in the Willamette Valley, near Eugene and Portland, also on the Oregon coast a little bit. Places where the greens are all really thick and lush and obvious. And the flowers, too, in spring. Boom! Giant, showy things. Very colorful. And out here, on the edge of the high desert in the pines, they're much more kind of dusky and dusty colors of green. The air itself has an interesting tint of blue. A female artist named Kevin talked to me at length about that one time when we were both living in a campground. She's cool. Hope she made it back to Greece where she was headed. And there are little grays and silvers hidden in the hints of most of these greens. It gives it a deserty look. And it gives it a, to me it seems like a tender, hesitant quality. And the flowers themselves, some tiny, tiny little teeny things. They're so cute. Some of them are just smudged up next to the ground. They're like, you know, a tulip or something, only two millimeters tall. So it's a less showy kind of spring here. So that's the nature walk aspect of what we're doing today. And the other thing that we're going to do is draw a card. Today we are using the Burning Tarot deck, featuring the photography of my departed compatriot, my artistic collaborator and buddy, Steve Fritz. So it's fun for me to draw from this deck. It has been over five years since his death. He has been visiting my dreams a lot lately, along with some other deceased people. This is going around, by the way. If you're having visitations, dreams, contact, or even just everyday, the everyday time travel that we do called memory. If you're being flung back and forth from different times to now and being presented with different people, just know that you are not by any means alone. It's going around. And COVID has a lot to do with that, of course. It's allowing us to make a really different kind of energy shape around us. And that energy has been in a a time of change lately. We are looking here in Oregon at opening things back up in various counties, including my county here. And so there's a sense of maybe the ordinary will just come right back. And then there are people who have no intention of going back to the ordinary. And then 
going to pause this to take a little piece of video that I'm going to post of this incredible caterpillar. Hold on. I hope you got to look at the video. What it depicts, what I'm still looking at, is a, um, now I can't remember what it's called. Basically, it's like a big pouch where many caterpillar eggs have been deposited, and then they begin to hatch. And I actually have probably hours of video of these over the years because I get kind of obsessed. They, ca they hatch, and then they climb their way out of this webby thing. And it's in, it's in the bitter brush alongside the road here, alongside the red road. And in this case, there were some hatched and, you know, already pretty large-looking caterpillars. The other day when I last videotaped them, they were all quite small and looked sort of black. Now you can see the patterns on them and such. And they all wiggle together. They're all just squirming on top of each other. But in this case, everyone was quiet. Everybody but one caterpillar. The eggs and the hatched little caterpillars inside of the little webby home. They were all perfectly still. And the caterpillars who had made their way out and were perched on the very end of the branch. They're coiled among each other with their little hairy selves in funny little snake shapes, but perfectly still. Ah, you can tell the world is opening back up again. You can hear the small planes. Oh, and there's the sound of a big plane, too. Go away, planes. Go away. Oh, well. Humanity. Anyway, so these caterpillars are really cool. And this seemed unusual to me, that all of them, inside and outside the nest, were perfectly still, except one. And this sucker... This sucker's twitching back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. This does not look like comfortable behavior. What is it doing? What does it want? Unknown. Unknown. Now I can report that another caterpillar is doing the same thing. Twitch, twitch, back forth, back forth. And the original kind of spazzy one has now calmed down a bit, but occasionally twitches. These are very angular twitches. They look like something that I would do if you applied electricity to my body. And that is, that is kind of how I've been feeling. Twitch, twitch, twitch. And so, I would like to draw a card having to do with the twitchiness, having to do with being the caterpillar that cannot shut up and sit down and calm down. The caterpillar that's flailing about when all else is quiet. The caterpillar who is not comfortable with their body doing this. But I would guess that if I went and looked up caterpillar behavior or caterpillars of this type, I can't even remember what these guys turn into, which butterflies... I bet there's some perfectly rational reason. Caterpillars twitch like mad to redistribute the blood 
and chlorophyll that they've, you know, I don't know, right? There's probably a reason. Or we could certainly make one up. What's my reason? And what am I going to do with my twitchy, uncalm self? This is what I brought to the cards today. It's a personal question. But I figured maybe some of you are feeling some of that too. Either you're twitchy, maybe you're impatient, you're raring to go, maybe you're saying a little too much, maybe you've got more energy than you know what the heck to do with. Or maybe someone around you is behaving that way. What are we to do with this stuff? What does it mean? And so I have drawn in the Burner's Oracle part of the cards the 49, I'm sorry, the 47 of exorcise, E-X-O-R-C-I-S-E, as in an exorcism, as in getting rid of demons, as in summoning those demons out, as in letting shit go. This card is one of Steve Fritz's photographs, and it depicts folks uh, who were on the inside of the giant circle at Burning Man at the time of Burning the Great Wooden Man, which happens on the Saturday night of Burning Man every year, but not 2020. They've canceled it this year. And the folks who are inside that circle are quite close to the fire. They're not packed in together like the crowd of 70,000 people around. Some of them have Uh, You can see that there's some photographers, there's always some rangers and uh, fire safety people. This area around the man, this circle, it has a perimeter. Many dancers, fire dancers, musicians, drummers have been dancing through this space before the man is let on fire. This takes place, this particular card, the 47 of exercise, the image shows us what happens while the most intense part of the burn is actually happening. Now, if you've been to any kind of a burn, you probably know that the build-up to something this immense has its own special energy. And that's a kind of, maybe all those caterpillars not moving energy. There's some stillness to it. Even if you're complaining or dancing around, you're waiting. There's a degree to which you can't move. You're in a crowd. And in order to really experience the thing that's going to happen, whether that's burning down a giant effigy or starting an amazing bonfire, um, exploding the exploding the nuclear towers at Trojan. Vanessa Renwick made a great film of that. Any kind of big, exciting, destructive, communal experience. There's that build-up. And then once you're right in the middle of it, you're kind of more allowed to move. And that can be great. That can be an explosion of dancing and working out your energy. Or it can kind of suck. Sometimes the build-up is uh, feels more energetic than what you do with the pent-up energy, once there's a place to blow it. And, and that might be kind of how we feel 
when we're in our houses, our apartments. And instead of, you know, maybe a giant big effigy burning up, we're just going to have a slow re-entry into something sort of resembling the new normal. And that can be uncomfortable. This card shows multiple fire tornadoes, little funnel clouds of dust spinning out. The fire is so hot, it's like it's a building with a man also on top of it, and there's fireworks, all this stuff, so it gets really hot. And it spins off these fire funnels of dust and char, and they're really quite fantastic. They are awesome in both senses of the word. And they're super scary. Some people like to jump through them or whatever, but most of us scatter. They're full of flaming embers. And in this photo, there's several of them peeling off, and they could just go careening off into the crowd. And yet, the folks in this inner circle here don't seem too concerned. Some of them are, you can see, they're just chit-chatting with each other. Like, hey, look at that. Giant fire stuff is happening. Hmm, pretty cool. And how are you tonight? An exorcism is an act of summoning, and it's an act of recognition. We say, I recognize that there's something that I want to let go of. It's okay if I can't name this thing. That's a tough one to wrap our minds around, but let me repeat it. It's okay if we can't name this thing. The thing we need to let go of. The thing that makes us twitch when we don't want to anymore. In the Burning Man metaphor, it's good fun because the Burning Man itself stands for whatever anybody wants it to stand for. There is no official religious significance. Some years I would go and and experience a, a warm, happy feeling like the man is my friend and I feel a little sad when he burns, but I'm happy for him that he gets to transform like a caterpillar into a butterfly. Other years, I walk up to the man to, to well, I bike out probably, to check out that man and I have all these bitter, weird feelings in me. And they come out and they want to like attach themselves to the man, to the effigy that will be burned. And I frickin' let them. Sometimes I can name them, sometimes I cannot. I think the card for us now is here to remind us that conducting such an exorcism is possible. And when we think about all the energy of all those people, at Burning Man it's like fifty to 70,000 people now in a circle around this, around this thing that's getting burned. And there's thousands more watching over the internet. What, what happens when humans concentrate our energy in that fashion? How does that really work energetically? I don't think we know. I don't really like crowds most of the time. But there are moments when multiple people focusing on something together can really make things happen for themselves as individuals and as a group and with each other. So I'm going to take this card to mean that I need to look for opportunities to let go of things, whether they are named or not. And that I might have to make 
I might have to make those opportunities. I can make a symbolic opportunity for myself without other people. Sorry, I'm just trying to get out of the wind here. Crunch, crunch, crunch. Walking around this beautiful tree that smells of vanilla. Oh, my beautiful pines. So I'm going to look for opportunities to let something go in an easy way or to create a ritual. It's a little more of a difficult and concentrated matter where I am going to let something on fire, either genuinely or just symbolically. I used to do a lot of rituals like these, drowns, burials, fires. I don't do them so much anymore. After years and years of practice, one doesn't really need objects so much. One doesn't need cards really either, but they're fun. But I think I'm going to go back to that hands-on. I'm going to do a ritual and I'm going to make a decision. I might just end up burning up something that I can't name and don't understand. But I want to acknowledge that it's making me twitch and that I'm done. I'm tired. Very tired. The nice thing about this card is that it is a transition card leading us to the reverse side, which is a rather triumphant six of wands. In this deck, the wands are portrayed by paintbrushes. And we have a goofy Burning Man dude here. But he looks like he's having a very good time, and he's wearing like a wizard's hat. And he looks like he's ready to go. And he looks like he's smiling. And it indicates creative fertility and some, some degree of success. It suggests maybe our creativity is part of that exorcism process. Artistic expression, but other forms of creativity as well. And moving through whatever we decide to exercise this week, whatever we let go of and however we do that letting go, that transformation process. Because that's what fire is. It's not just a killing. It's a transforming Whatever we do might lead us to some creative breakthroughs and a nice, you know, momentarily satisfied feeling with that level of ourselves. And it's a spiritual path, these wands and this creativity together. They're making spiritual progress for us and our exorcism will help us get there. Now... If you're wondering how to do such a thing, one of my favorites is really just an expulsion. And you can do that through water. Take a nice big bath, throw in your Epsom salts or what have you, and do a long guided meditation. And one thing you can focus on is simply letting kind of yucky energy and spent things ooze out of your pores into this water that you will then drain away. You could just call that a bath, or you could call it some kind of holy ablutions, if you would. Fire. Fire can be really easy. We could just write down something something that we feel like we're done with. 
and then burn it. Simple as that. Watching it burn triggers our senses. It lets the rest of us know, our sensory selves, our woo-woo selves, our physical embodied selves, lets us know that we're trying to let it go. The ritual itself isn't necessarily going to do that. It's not done. We haven't necessarily succeeded. But breathing in our ritual fire, breathing in a little bit of smoke, watching the flames flicker, these are all indicators. They're signals. So they help. And we know, intellectually, we'll probably have to revisit whatever this issue is. Whatever we wrote down on that piece of paper. And that's fine. The physicalization, the act of creating a ritual, is just yet another piece, yet another step on a longer and larger path. And it's kind of fun. And it's great to get in our bodies not just in our minds, not just in our computers, you know, in our real selves. My real self needs to go and help cook dinner now with my men folk who are making a latka kugel. It's Shabbat. We will eat that and then I will turn off my digital devices probably for a good 36 hours. Woohoo! There's a cathartic experience right there, and I do it every Friday and Saturday. I cheat here and there, because I forget that I'm going to need to arrange something by text, but mostly I stick to it. It's very enjoyable. Highly recommend that practice, too. Um, So that's really all we need to talk about. Get cathartic. Spend some good time with yourself and with anybody that you might be able to hang out with. I hope that your week also includes a lovely nature walk. Uh, Maybe you just sit in a garden. Maybe you lie down on your back and watch the stars at night or the clouds. Oh, do you hear that? There's the raven. Hello, raven. Hmm. She's flying quite fast. She's calling out quickly. I wonder what's going on. I wonder if there's trouble here in the woodsy neighborhood. Anyway, I hope you get some nature, ocean, garden, sky into your week, along with your exciting cathartic experience and your mellow experiences too. If you do some kind of a ritual or just, you know, sometimes we have spontaneous exorcisms, spontaneous catharsis. You know, you can be watching a movie or listening to a symphony or just walking and you can just be overcome by emotion and something gets expelled. I had that experience Tuesday night uh, in a dance class with Tawny Holt and Flock based in Portland. What they're doing their stuff virtually right now so I joined in and wow I just started weeping. It was good. I needed to get rid of whatever the heck that was. I've been having a bit of a tough time myself so I'm looking forward to this. I hope yours works out well, and if you would like to tell me about it, I would be curious to hear what comes up for you, or what practices or rituals you decide to to use, if any. 
burningtarot at gmail.com. You can just email me a little paragraph or a short voice memo. Tell me what happened. And also let